Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome to Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Two things, Talking Harness WA here on SEN Track 657 and Gloucester Park tonight. Well, hopefully it's Gloucester Park tonight. We had a bit of a defer last week. Didn't worry our co-host or our guest. We'll talk to them in just a moment. But uh, a big uh, a big result for uh, for the uh, team on Sunday with uh, the running of the Golden Slipper and Tricky Mickey. And we'll talk to uh, his trainer and driver, Justin Prentice, in just a moment. Our man Scott Bomber Hill will deep dive into a few races and... Ben Cray will be along to give us a few tips over on the east. But first up, a big congratulations and a welcome to Glenn Mortimer, another Group 1. Oh, big congratulations to uh, the master trainer, Justin Prentice, and driver, Justin Prentice. Yeah, huge thrill as always, but uh, great to be here as always, uh, Michael. Uh, looking forward to today's show, particularly today's uh, guest. Uh, great night last Sunday. Shockwave was awesome. Absolutely awesome. Uh, Tricky Mickey gave uh, our guest back-to-back slippers. Um, outstanding effort. Pinjara treble to Emily Savelko. Doubles to Mickey G and Chris Lewis. And tonight, of course, we've got the Garrard's Horse and Hound Botra Cup and the Shandon. But straight into 3 and 30 this okay. morning, Rads. I'm wait for this. Watergate. Yeah. <laughs> How would you normally prepare a track when you've got a forecast like you had last Friday? Oh, de- well, it also depends on how much rain and what you're getting, but you've got to roll the track to, to make sure, like every track would have done that. So, um, yeah, de- it depends on what the forecast is, but you've certainly got to compact it a bit to make sure. But, you know, we don't like having hard tracks, but um, it just depends on the circumstances. Last week we had almost 200 mils of rain. I think it was the, the, the whole July monthly weathering in a week and a half or something like that. So it's like, it, it was torrential. And and the downpour we got on Friday was scary. So so it wouldn't have been prepared any differently than what you would normally would ahead of um, no. a lot of incoming no, rain. No. And, and every track does that. Yeah. And w- uh, when did the stewards inspect the track? I'm not sure. Not sure? No. Did they inspect the track? I'm not sure. Okay. I, I know they called our... I know they called our curator, Jim Barr, and asked okay. how he was preparing the track, but I'm not sure whether they actually physically stepped on it. I just wonder why they asked that. So, yeah. And then trainers were allowed to scratch late on the Friday without penalty. Uh, early. It would have been 8.30. It was only it was before acceptance, uh, before the, the final call. 8.30. You had to scratch before 8.30. Right. Okay. So any of the inside horses get scratched on Friday night? No, no, all the group ones. <laughs> all the group ones. <laughs> all the group ones. But, and, and saying that, I spoke to a few trainers and Bondi said, oh, I spoke to Greg Bondi, he said, look, I wouldn't scratch unless I inspected the track myself. Yep. So just getting that advice of it's got to be prepared didn't mean anything to him. Because there is a difference between firm and hard. Yep. Like firm, you've got to prepare it hard. Um, so look, you know, Monday, Tuesday would have been prepared as well for rain. And it certainly was. And there was no real issues on Tuesday morning. 
And the good thing is we were able to get it back on track for Sunday night. And the yeah, track was, Sunday, Sunday was track perfect was good. because we had no rain, yeah. so then we could prepare it normally. So you could just to, roll it normally? Or no, we conditioned it conditioned and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay. So it, it was, it was uh, good on, on Sunday. Okay. Well, it was good for you anyway. Yeah, it's great. Track <laughs> was superb. Yeah, and there's a little bit to, to curating and stuff like that and different things. So uh, I, they've been trialling a new service down at Pinjarra, which mm-hmm. seems really good in winter, which um, uh, we're waiting for some more data to come out about it, about how they prepare it, because in summer it does look like it takes you need too much water on it because there's been parts of... Like you raced on a Chema one in November, which was really, really dusty. Mm-hmm. So you can't have either... Tra- you know, it's like you've got to make sure that it's prepared. So it might be... One service for the winter, one service for the summer, and we're certainly looking into that. So that's good because yeah. I've always found Pinjarra to be a hard track. There you go. Yeah. I can't comment on it. I haven't been down there a, a great deal, but um, um, You're very coy this morning, Michael. Oh, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I need a nap. <laughs> um, all right. Before we get into our first guest, who's been waiting on the line while we get into our uh, well, we did our three and thirty, which wasn't thirty seconds. This segment is brought to you by who else than Retrovision. Your local WA Electrical Appliance Specialist, RAC members receive an additional 5% every day on the lowest price. They certainly do and celebrating 60 years. But you know that because we saw you Googling on uh, our website again <laughs> last night at midnight. Yeah. You really need to. Yeah, you shouldn't be tracking my data. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's get into it. Let's go back to last Sunday. And um, it was a really strong golden slipper, which makes the, the performance even better. Um, there was a bit going on at the start. Justin Prentice was able to get Tricky Mickey in behind the leader and he presented uh, at the right time. And here is the uh, final stages of the Golden Slipper. Trying to get a run, follow the music and wide out is Rock on top, starting to run on. What are the odds in front? Tricky Mickey is into the clear, giving chase and then came You're So Fine. Thomas Jambo follow the music, both getting up on the inside as they corner. What are the odds has got the lead? Wide out, You're So Fine. Tricky Mickey is coming through in the centre. What are the odds? Tricky Mickey now. Tricky Mickey burst to the front. It looked all over. What are the odds battling on? And then You're So Fine, but Tricky Mickey accelerated brilliantly and raced home to win it well. Tricky Mickey by seven metres, what are the odds ahead away third you're so fine yeah what a performance from tricky mickey and his trainer driver joins us uh, on the line justin congratulations uh, another golden slipper and it, uh, it must have been a, a big thrill uh, for you to win your second in a row yeah morning rads morning glenn yeah thanks very much it was uh, a massive thrill um you know there was probably a little bit more expectation with this fella than um Mighty Ronaldo from the, the bad draw the previous year, but I was probably a fair bit more nervous driving this bloke for the first time in a race. I'd, I'd driven Mighty Ronaldo. I knew he was, you know, a bomb-proof pacer, and um, I just had to drive him for a lot of luck. But this fella, I was, I was a little bit sort of worried about. and um, But, yeah, he, he felt really good in the run and um, sprinted really good when, when he got the gap. You had to do a little bit earlier with him, though. Like you run the gate, um, the horse inside gallops, um, which sort of gave you the option. Were you, were you you're happy to take the sit, or was there a thought of, well, we should hold the front here? Yeah, the thought was to hold the front for sure. And we hit that bend, and, and Mickey G sort of had a second go at me. And as I asked my guy to accelerate again, he put in a couple of rough strides and Mickey G probably got a neck to half a length on me and I, I thought I was going to have to do too much to kick back up. 
and my bloke was sort of racing a little bit erratically. He hadn't been asked to come out of a gate like that before, so I decided to take a sit and, and just hope that we got the run later on, and I was a little bit nervous coming in for the bell that um, I might not see daylight and sort of not being able to control where, where Junior was and thinking that sort of him and the leader were obviously the main dangers, and, and I'm sort of relying on a bit of luck to get clear. And luck was fortune because you you did get clear and um, it was a matter of getting out of that gap before Junior was able to come around and, and block you in. Uh, on the turn, Justin, uh, coming into the uh, home straight for the last time, just watching it on TV, it looked like he, he hopped and skipped a little bit around that home turn there. Yeah, when I first m made my shift, um, was probably pretty well at the same point. It, is when he hit that bend coming out of the mobile and he just put in a, a couple of rough ones. He certainly looked worse on video than w what he felt um, because watching him on video, I'm surprised I pulled the plugs and asked him to go when I did, but he, he sort of felt like he was just starting to get his rhythm back before we turned for home and I was I was a bit worried about whether I was going to catch Mickey D or not. Um, and some horses, you know, with the young ones especially, they they sort of use more energy when they're going rough. And, and once you sort of get them pacing better, they've, they've sort of got nothing left. But once this guy balanced up and, and just before we turned for home, I felt him drop another gear. And he accelerated up the straight great and hit the line really well. And he's a, he's a horse that, um, that you've had a few problems with um, along the way. Um, uh, He's obviously fairly green and immature, so he'll go out now. And what's your expectation of a horse like Tricky Mickey, given uh, the problems you had with him uh, earlier on? Yeah, he's done a massive job to, to get where he has. I certainly wouldn't have thought a couple of months ago that we, we would have a slipper horse in him, let known to win a slipper. Um, so, I mean, you never know what they're going to go out and come back like, but it, everything he shows, he, he sort of suggests that he's going to make a really nice race horse he's he's got a great attitude hence why he's been able to win a slipper in his you know, his fourth fourth ever race start he, he sort of wants to do it and his, his legs just can't quite keep up with his mind at the moment with it which was a um, good quote that junior sort of said to me he sort of thought that that's sort of the way he feels at the moment and i think he's 100 percent right so hopefully when he comes back in he's he's better gated and Pretty well done all this on, on all, you know, pretty well one one proper prep. So he's done a super job and um, he's caused a few headaches over the last couple of months, but they've all been worth it now. Certainly have been. And Justin, uh, the sire uh, always be Mickey. What was the decision to go to always be Mickey, given um, unproven uh, and you know how well now he's had thirteen individual winners and two Group Ones, but. What was the reasoning behind going to uh, Always Be Mickey? Well, he's obviously a great racehorse himself. I was a little bit worried because he was he was by a sire that's not that well known and certainly not a horse that you'd necessarily buy, but always a virgin. But um, I had a couple marked down just to have a look at them. And if I liked them, then would put a price on them and, and probably, you know, um, pay dependent on how much we like the horse, but obviously take into account we're taking a gamble on the stallion, but um, 
I really liked him. I thought he was probably a nice colt in the in the sale. And if he was by like a well-proven sire, then he probably would have gone for more and probably would have been willing to pay a bit more. But um, yeah, I'm more than happy with with getting him now and really hoping that the he can go on to be a good older horse as well. It's always been Mickey Race Tilly was an older horse as well and continued his form right up until he was retired. So fingers crossed this guy can do the same. Yeah, well, you, you paid 57.5 for him, which was in the top four or five of the sale. Um, you, you, the, the, the WA breed seems to have really improved, and you, it's probably noticeable over the last couple of years, and, and you've been at the forefront of that, Justin, with, um, um, well, Mighty Ronaldo, Lish Vella, and Major Martini. Um, our, these horses are really matching it with the imported horses in, in these age classics, which probably wasn't happening four or five years ago. No, it wasn't. Um, I I was extremely worried about how good Senior's horse was. Um, probably the only thing that I was confident in my boat um, was the fact that Junior was really keen to to have driven him, but he he wasn't able to obviously. But um, even you know, like when the field was released, Junior was was still really keen on on Mickey. But I. Um, I led a slipper with Major Reality and Bodine Boas sat outside of me and we got to the 400 and we were absolutely humming that night and I don't know if I've ever had a horse go past me so easy. <laughs> and um, he was first up in the slipper like this bloke. So it's, it's always an unknown. It's, it's exciting as well, but it's not that exciting when you're sitting there and getting, having it run straight past you. But um, you're always a bit worried about those Kiwi imports, about just how good they are, the level of racing you know, over there, um, how good the, the crop of two-year-olds is, you're never sure about, but I think we're certainly catching up there. Um, you know, we've, we've got some good broodmare stock in, in the state now, and obviously with the, the AI, uh, it's a huge advantage being able to go to the best stallions in the world, and um, a lot of the breeders are paying the money now and going to the good stallions, and... Um, I think the yielding sale results are showing that it's worth it for them as well as us. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't mention Shockwave, <laughs> who, who was obviously is in yours, Justin, but, you know, it just goes to show he is the best horse in, in WA. Yeah. And um, he, is, he is bred locally. With um, uh, Tricky Mickey, how, is, is it too early to, to get a, a gauge on how you think he compares against some of the other high-quality two-year-olds you've had over the years? Yeah, it is for me. Um, because Junior's probably been on a, a, had a bigger rap of him than I have. Um, probably just driving him at home, he's never really given me that, that feel. He's always felt like he's had, he's had gears there, but he's never really felt that nice in his gait. Um, I mean, Major Martini, you don't... You don't get much better feeling horses than him. And Mighty Ronaldo was always one that once he got up and going at home, he, he felt super. Um, but this bloke's always sort of had a little bit of a skip in his gait and never really felt 100% all the time. And um, probably, you know, it's funny because he, he really just seems like so much more of a baby than what Major Martini and Mighty Ronaldo was at the stages that they'd they'd got to the slipper they'd had a lot more starts and I knew a lot more about them but um, 
yeah, genius from the day he sat behind this bloke. He he really liked him. And then after his first start, he started making statements where oh, I wanted him to keep his mouth shut in case some of the owners heard it. <laughs> Got too excited and put even more pressure on me to to make sure he lives up to the height. But um, I think obviously he's got the the motor there and he's got the the will to do it. It's just a matter of you just. I really hope that he goes out and comes back in and hoping we can let his hobbles out a fair bit and and that sort of thing and um and hopefully he's a he's a much better gated horse next time in. Obviously that's a thing with a, a new stallion. You don't know whether it's you know something to do with the stallion or or just his, his breeding or the, or the issues he has um, had that he hasn't had the education that some of the you know a lot of mothers would have at the same stage. So fingers crossed when he comes back in, he's he's better gated. Obviously he can't afford to be hopping and skipping when we get to the bigger races as 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 a three year old. Um, but hopefully we've ironed a few problems out and then hopefully he can show his his true ability. And Justin, just quickly, you, you mentioned Mighty Ronaldo earlier on. What's what's the future plans for him? Is there a, an Eastern States campaign potentially? Yeah, at this stage, Glenn, it's penciled in. Um, COVID still seems to be playing a, a fairly big role on, um, you know, travel and that sort of thing. So obviously that's going to make a, a fairly big difference to our plans with him. But he's back in work now with the, the intention that if he comes back and, and hits the, the form that we know he can and, and he needs to hit, um, to warrant taking to Melbourne, then we'll we'll head over to to Melbourne for a Victoria Derby. Um, so fingers crossed we're, we're able to do that. I'm really excited to hopefully take him a couple over and um, do something I haven't haven't done before. And hopefully he can um, he can be competitive against the the best three year olds in Australasia. Now, that would be very exciting. And just one last thing, and that is uh, any uh, quick update on the, the Pacing Cup uh, winner? Yeah, he's back doing some some canter work. Um, he's about to go out now for a gallop, and he looks awesome. He's, he's not a bull anymore, but he, he's probably bigger and stronger than what he was. I, um, I gelded him to try and take a bit of, bit of muscle and bit of weight off his, off his leg, but I think he's bigger and stronger now than what he was when he was full, but um, he's extremely happy to be back in work. He, he loves his work and loves feeling like the main man in the stable and um, he's still treated like that and fingers crossed we can see him back at the races one day and he's not an old horse and he's certainly not over-raced, so uh, I thought he was only at the start of his sort of career in, in free-for-all company and, and it was cut extremely short. Um, Obviously, we're lucky to get a pacing cup, but hopefully we can get him back to the races and and see him do his thing. That's uh, rock and roll Lincoln we're talking about there. And uh, just before we go, one more question, Justin. Uh, the regularly named Thomas Jambo, who uh, finished fourth in the slipper, he gets his chance to break through 12 starts for six minor placings without a win, 40000 in prize money just about, and he gets his chance on Monday in a maiden at Pinjarra hopefully he breaks through the winner's circle on Monday. Yeah, I hope so. Otherwise, he's, he's going to be in work for about 18 months, I reckon. <laughs> he's get, keeping him in work 
until he wins his maiden. But like the, the horse has done a super job to um, get around the, the handicapping system. Um, if you owned him, you'd be, you know, extremely happy. The boys are happy. He performed in all the big races, which is, um, you know, I, I don't think too many horses would have got a start in a slicker without winning a race. But fingers crossed he can win one on Monday and he can go out for a well-earned break. Dustin, thanks for your time. Congratulations once again, and um, good luck on good luck on Monday with Tomless. Yeah, thanks for having me on, boys. All right, there we go, Justin Prentice. As you say, Morse, there's no better in the business than oh, these juveniles. Number one, yeah. by a long way. Yeah. All right, let's take a break because uh, we did uh, spend a bit of time in the segment. I think it was the three and thirty actually. Um, the <laughs> the first race on Sunday was the Retrovision Pace, and tell you what. It caused the biggest boil over since Polly put the kettle on. Jesse Allwood, $126 down the outside. Thank you very much. Better be Oscar leads a metre. Howard Hughes keeps coming on the outside. Then Disco under fire, followed by Pocket the Cash. And further back, Tiffany Rose. Around the bend they come. Pocket the Cash moved up three wide. Better be Oscar in front. Howard Hughes, Pocket the Cash is down the outside, running on Jesse Allwood as well at a massive price. Pocket the Cash racing to Better be Oscar. Jesse Allwood looking to cause the boil over, and it probably will. Jesse Allwood at $128. Beat Pocket the Cash, Howard Hughes, and Better be Oscar. You're listening to Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. This is Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Mighty Conqueror just in front. Shockwave levelling up. Too fast, too serious. Still a chance. Six metres away. And they've raced away from the rest. Mighty Conqueror the inside trying to respond. Shockwave the outside. Then nose for nose. Too fast, too serious. Is running third. Into the straight. Mighty Conqueror Shockwave. 27 and a half the third quarter. Mighty Conqueror Shockwave. Mighty Conqueror Shockwave. Nose for nose. Shockwave just in front. Mighty Conqueror. Shockwave in front of Mighty Conqueror. Shockwave outstanding win. Shockwave beat Mighty Conqueror. Yeah, what a performance. A two-horse race. It looked that on paper. That's the way it turned out. That was just awesome, Morts. It was. was. It was awesome. And it's great to see that Mighty Conqueror is also back to its pacing cup form. And it's not even about the times. I mean, they went quick. But for two horses to go to war, sometimes times become irrelevant because Mm. it's that mental thing of of who's going to get over who. And for Shockwave to sit outside a pacing cup winner. Yeah. Who is who is in good form? Yeah. Really good, yeah. back to his best form. So, yeah. and that's great to see. And hopefully they can get across to Melbourne. Yeah. Fingers crossed. It's going to be a yeah. I, I'm not too. I, I don't know whether Kevin Jevons is overly keen to go. Okay. Uh, like obviously, like he doesn't need to prove himself to anyone. No. So um, you know, it'd be interesting because there is almost a million dollars over here in the lead up to the and including the cups. And then you go over there for a couple hundred thousand dollar Victoria Cup and then a half million dollar in the million. You're racing for the same similar prize money. So. Yeah, and you would think he would be... Uh, It'd be hard to beat him over there. But anyway, and uh, we'll see how... It's going to be hard to beat over here. This segment's brought to you by Loans 123, Car Loans Debt Consolidation. Personal Finance, who do you see? The Nude Nut. Our man Steve, Steve Sell. Yeah, our man Steve Sell at loans123.com.au. He is the best, and if he can't get you sorted, Rads, then there's no help for you. There is not. Uh, nine race card tonight featuring the Buttrick Cup, and our man Scott Bomber-Hill's on the line. How are you, Bomber? Very well, thank you, guys, and you? Yeah, very well. What did you think of Shockwave? Oh, that was just outstanding. We expected it to turn into a bit of a 
bone crusher our Waverley star sort of scenario and it didn't let us down and uh, yeah that both blind those horses but to sit outside mighty conquer in the form he's in and do what he did it was yeah he, he's in some sort of rare form and, yep. and the two Oliveri horses going back in just gave us a better price yeah which is even better um, the Garrard's Horse and Hounds is race number one for the three-year-old fillies tonight. In it's where we're going to kick off. 5.24 is the first race time, WA time. And we have uh, Captain's Beach Babe at 2.20 and solid. Um, you know, scratch number two, rumour has it. Star for me at $26. Our star billing at $19. Jolene at 14 Shakira Blue at 26 And Blackjack Baby, 2.45 into a dollar ninety-five. I say that just because the uh, the other runners come out. So the, the number one is actually a dollar seventy-five. So it's a dollar seventy-five Captain the Beach Babe, and a dollar ninety-five Blackjack Baby with a scratching of rumour has it. Bomber, which way are we going here? Yeah, with the Blackjack Baby here. I think uh, I thought initially with uh, yeah, and I'm still not convinced which way they go. They they got options off the gate. They can go forward or go back. But I tend to think they might roll the dice and, and cross here. She, she'll cross if they push the button, no no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, she was pretty unlucky on Monday at Pinjarra when she suffered that uh, puncher at the 1,000-metre mark and, and she only just went down. I've got no doubt if she didn't have that bit of bad luck, she, she'd have been winning on Monday and, and pretty hard to get around here at Gloucester Park in front with the, with the main danger sitting on her back. So I tend to think they might just push the button, lead, and, and she'll win. I think she wins regardless whether she goes back or forward. Yeah, she's going to be very hard to beat. And in the last word, thanks to Tim Walker at Tab Radio, Christopher Voke on Blackjack Baby got a flat tyre Monday with a thousand to go. Hasn't lost her gate speed. Hard to beat. Hard to beat. What's the staking plan? Race one, number seven, Blackjack Baby Bomber. Yeah, she's a three-unit bet to kick us off. Really, really happy with that sort of two-dollar forty-day bet. And uh, you know, even at the dollar ninety-five now, with with just the one danger inside her, I think that's still a nice enough price. And get your boost with uh, Tab Touch. Makes it a nice price. Yep, sure sure will. All right, the next race we've got to look at is race number two. It's the Congratulations Amber and Aldo Pace over the 21.30 metres. And as we have a look at the Tab Touch market here, Tab Touch, the brand that funds the industry, 270 into a 265 for the one Extreme Prince. Blackjack Zack at 420 in from 650. Q-Town Rip Roaring 34. Carrara Mac at 340 and steady. The Black Cardinal twelve dollars, Allwoods Rock and Roll ninety one, better be lively at six fifty. Uh, two and a half Tigers is at twenty six dollars. Free to wear eighty one. Then the back line we have CC Chevron at twenty one dollars and Bad Round twenty one dollars. Uh, not a bad race this one, Bomber. Which way are we going? Yeah, I'm with number four, Career of Mac. He's um, yeah looking for Vokey to go two from two here early and. This bloke was a pass mark on Sunday when first up. He got chuckled all the way back to last and had to come pretty wide. And he hit the line pretty well uh, to be beaten not too far. I think he probably has to breathe in this race if uh, Better Be Lively doesn't roll forward and give him the 1-1. But, you know, sitting outside a horse like Extreme Prince, it's not a particular tough task for this bloke. Um, Extreme Prince won't go much quicker than 50-80s his last half. And Carrera Mac can go much quicker than that, as we know. So, um, yeah, I think regardless of whether he's in the breeze or 1-1, He's going to give us a hell of a sight. Interesting race. Uh, Matthew White with a big push for Black Jack Zach earlier in the week. And uh, although caught a pass, our man said he's going to roll forward off the arm. So should be an interesting race. Race number two, what's the staking plan on number four, Carrera Mac? 
Yeah, he's a two-unit bet. I think he's a really nice price. You know, he can go back through his the back end of his last campaign. He was racing against much better horses than these. And second up, I'll give him a really good chance tonight. All right. That is the first couple of races we're going to look at. Uh, we're going to take a break and come back and have a look at uh, a few more races. But as we do, let's go to the break uh, once again last Sunday. And uh, tell you what, this was a really impressive run. Uh, caveman, he um, he found the front, but he, he, he was never in any danger and uh, he got the cash. It was a dollar fifty, and he won like a dollar fifty chances. We go to the break. Here's Caveman winning last Sunday. Coming around the turn, Caveman has still got the lead by two metres. On the outside, Alter Intrigue, who's who in the zoo's out wider. Major Artist the inside, and very deep out is Plutonium. Caveman in a bit of trouble on the turn, is just in front. On the outside after it is uh, trying hard, Alter Intrigue, but Caveman's lifting strongly, and the troglodyte's going to be too good. He's holding them at bay. Caveman in front of Alter Intrigue, Plutonium late, and Caveman wins it from Alter Intrigue, Plutonium, and who's who in the zoo fourth? You're listening to Talking Trots with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track. This is Talking Trots with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Older Blues goes through in 28.6, 300 to go. Raced away from Tri-Real Brigade. El Guerrero Mini Mayet and Blockjaw getting to the outside as well. And then came Vesper, but around the turn, Older Blues is well clear from Tri-Real Brigade. Mini Mayet is down the outside, battling on El Guerrero. And then came Sir Nicholas, but Older Blues is going to absolutely walk in from Tri-Real Brigade. El Guerrero, a euphoric moment, and Older Blues bolted in. Yeah, Alta Blues uh, won for Senior and Junior, and it won by about uh, almost uh, three and a half lengths on the line. $2.05 looked pretty good in the run, and Alta Blues was too good. And um, he's a look as a horse on the rise. I think Hawley said he's got a setting for the Cups. Uh, this segment is brought to you by our good friends at Bayswater, Bayswater Mazda. Driving is better in a Bayswater Mazda corner of Guildford and Garrett Roads. And our man Anthony... I'll tell you what, he's a, he makes appearances on the Tab Touch Lounge. He does. Uh, 50 years, celebrating yeah. 50 years, Bayswater Mazda. And I know they're great cars. Uh, yeah. They are beautiful to drive, very quiet, spacious, economical. Yep. Everything. Yeah. They're Just fantastic. Great. And they're a great team at Bayswater Mazda. And reliable. That's what you need. Yes. Reliability. All right, let's have a look at the next race we're going to have a look at with uh, Scott Hill. And it is race number four, which is the Garrard's Horse and Hound Australia New Zealand wide uh, pace over the 21.30 metres. Great supporters of uh, harness racing all over Australia. Garrard's Horse and Hound with a shop at Gloucester Park. Um, we have Tyler Brett, the favourite, drawn one at $1.70. Rock and Roll Whitby at $51. Son of a Tiger, $12 into $6.50. A bit of a correction there. Lightning Jolt at $26. There you go at $6.50. Bracken Sky, another one who's firmed, $14 into $9. Jesse Allwood, the... Um, the giant killer last week, he's at $61 again. Uh, quick stride at $23. Will I rock and roll at $51? And one runner off the back line is ultimate offer at $6. Bomber, what are we going in race number four? We've won a bit of value here in um, Bracken Sky. I think he follows there you go across from the gate. He'll have a really good crack at uh, Tyler Brett. As we know, there you go. He only knows one way off the gate. And, Bracken Sky's got the gate speed to come across with him, and yeah, with that bit of support for Turvey's horse as well, there could be some real fireworks here early. And I think Bracken Sky can slot into the 1 1. He's got a really, really good turn of foot, and he was horribly unlucky here last time. And 
um, you know, if he gets exposed in a breeze, he probably can't win. But I, I think he, you know, he'll be able to slot in, find a helmet, and uh, yeah, so long as there you go, it's a really good crack at the leader, and uh, he doesn't get it too easy. Tyler Brett, then uh, Bracken Sky will be very strong late. Well, no surprise here. Our man Lindsay Harper. It's a fast front line. Not sure we can cross. We'll be having a dip though. So uh, every chance to get across there, Bomber. Um, race number four, horse number six, Bracken Sky. What's our staking plan? Yeah, just a one-unit bet at the almost double figures. He's um, yeah, he's a horse that, once again, raced in much better company and uh, just needs a little bit of luck here, as we saw last week. He, he didn't get any, so he's due, and uh, he'll give us a good sight. All right, and the final race we're going to look at is race number five. So all our uh, all our previews are in the first half of the program, or virtually the first half. And this is the one-stop shop is a Garrard's Horse and Hound, and it certainly is. It's the Phillies and Mares over the 2130 metres. And we have Queen Shenandoah, 210 into $1.95. Radiant Amber, $19. Soho Party Girl at 91 Just Make Mine Diamonds, 31 Miss Camouflage at 91 55 Reborn at $5, Delightful Reaction at 26 Southern Bell at 91 Mini Mine Yet at 71 then the back line, Talker Up, $10. Wait, no, we hit it, Talker Up. Hit it inside the back line. <laughs> and Alice K at 270 um, in barrier number 11. Bomber, what are we going with race number five? Uh with 55 Reborn here, I think she's a super price, this man. She's absolutely flying, and uh, Radiant Amber can have a real good crack at Queen Shenandoah off the gate here, and I think if Radiant Amber can cross, then the, the front's probably there for uh, 55 Reborn. If she finds a front, very, very hard to get around, almost impossible, but even from the breeze, you know, she's going to, I think she can beat either Radiant Amber or Queen Shenandoah if she sits up in the breeze, and you know, the one that I see as a bit of a danger is Alice Kay. She's had no luck since coming west and finally gets a draw that's going to suit her tonight. And to see her as the main danger, but 55 Reborn, you know, right at the top of the game, she's going to give us a really good sight. Christopher Voke on Queen Shenandoah. She gets her chance. She will try lead. Ryan Bell, Radiant Amper, will hold front again. So could be an interesting race uh, here. Bomber, what's the staking plan for race five, number 655 Reborn? I rated this mare sort of half the price she's come up, so she's a two-unit bet for us. She's like I say, she's at the airborne at the moment and and can win from either in front or the breeze. So two units to finish the night. Beautiful. And just before we go, there's uh, a tab touch first four jackpot on race number six, the Shandong, which is one of the co-features. Six and a half thousand dollars in that first four jackpot. Uh, we had the same last week and end up getting in another jackpot on top from the rolling double, ended up being about 60000 in the pool. So watch that pool race number six, the first four. Uh, Bomber, thanks for your time. Hopefully we've found a few winners. We're at the rush through, but uh, it doesn't matter if you're tipping winners. It doesn't matter how quick we no, go. absolutely. <laughs> as long as they go as quick as we went, we'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Bomber, thanks for that. We'll talk to you next week. Absolute pleasure, guys. Have a good weekend. There we go, our man Scott Bomber Hill. Tell you what, tell your horse who's absolutely flying. He goes around the free for all um, tonight. There's Blue Blazer. Jeez, yes. isn't he going? His run the start before was fantastic when he made up a lot of ground, and then he did it again um, on Friday night. But this one, this time, he was too good, and the form line should really stack up with Gambit uh, in the race as well, who, who's favouring the Shandong. So as we go to the break, here's that combination: Nathan Turvey and Emily Savalko on Blue Blazer.
Still the leader is Better Cop, a good one from Gambit Brack and Skylar Tyler Brett not doing enough at the moment. Needs to pick up. It's starting to a little bit now. And Blue Blazer is putting in a big burst right around the outside as well. And then came, there you go, as they corner. Better Cop, a good one, has got the lead from Gambit. Blue Blazer and Tyler Brett, they're both coming down the outside with their runs now. In particular, Blue Blazer still in front, though. Gambit hitting the lead from Better Cop, a good one. But Blue Blazer flashing down the outside, goes up to Gambit. And Blue Blazer, Emily Savalko has done it again with a beautifully timed drive to beat home Gambit and third better cop, a good one. You're listening to Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. This is Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. 28 seconds off the far turn now. Krug in front, but he's not shaking expensive ego. He's trying to throw down a big challenge. Copy that looming three wide. Amazing dream right behind them. Then Spirit of St. Louis, they're at the turn, and it's Krug who corners with the lead. Krug in front. Expensive ego still there. Copy that deeper. Amazing dream back to the inside. They fan across the track. Amazing dream. Copy that. Amazing dream. Copy that. Amazing dream. Amazing dream, dreams come true, and she's taken at the mare. Amazing dream, copy that. Photo third, expensive ego or Krug. Yeah, it was an exciting race. Amazing dream, getting up on the inside, and I'll tell you what, you've got to be good at the angle. He picked it. He picked it to Barsby, but um, uh, the inside horse at Albion Park has always uh, got that advantage, which is unlike most tracks. And a great performance for Nathan Turvin, the, uh, Nathan Purden, the trainer in his mm. young career, and Mark's going driven it. Copy of that was really good for um, Merv Butterworth and, and uh, the team and uh, expensive ego and Krug uh, weren't disgraced in, in third and fourth. Uh, great running of the rising sun and no doubt that race is going to build as it uh, progresses in years. This segment is brought to you by our good mates at Steel Blue Boots. Another Group 1 winner for Ross. Yes, eh? he, just, uh, he just racks him up, uh, Mr Fitzgerald. Yeah. Uh, good to see. So He's, 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 he's named shoes after like places, doesn't he? That's a lot of the things he does. He's got to start naming shoes after his horses. <laughs> the Tricky Mickey. The, the, the Mighty Ronaldo. I like those. The tr- I, I like the Tricky Mickeys. That sounds They're built good, for comfort, made for work. That's the main thing. Yes, they are. Australia's leading supplier of work boots. Yeah, does none better. Whatever you trade, we've got your boots. Yeah. And you know, Rads, because... I'm wearing them. Got them on now. Yep. Straight out of the shower. Our man joins us, BK. It was a good week last week. Uh, found us a few winners. Too bad New South Wales couldn't win the state of origin for us. Yeah, that was a shame. Good being there, though, I'll tell you. Um, but good on Queensland. Give them a little bit of confidence going into the next year where they know they'll get yeah. logged again, no doubt about it. So, and I just want to say, on that coin, on that Queensland race, Mark Purden doesn't get the accolades he deserves as a driver. Norm, oh. You know, everyone's raving about his training. That was an unbelievable drive there, you know. I actually watched the race, and which is unusual for me to watch something <laughs> in Queensland. But the drive was fantastic to get in that position, and without that drive, that horse is not winning that race there. No, the, when the when the mix-up happened, he was straight there. He knew where he had to get there, and he got there. So yeah. no, great no, performance. Fantastic right. drive. We know where we need to be for our tips today. We're going to Wagga and Newcastle. Where we're going to Wagga first. What have you got for us? We're going to start in race seven. Look, number three, Jimmy J is the favourite, but I'm betting around this one. It has one by its Spaces at its last two at Bathurst, but it's miles up in grade here, and uh, I'm going to take on the, the I'm going to take the locals here, and I like number seven Bablet, which is really flying. It had won two from three in this area uh, prior to going to Leeton last time. 
where it was up in class again, and it ran third there behind Forever Yin. It was uh, given a nice soft run of the pegs and flew home. That was a much harder race. Back in grey here, um, this horse had beaten the likes of uh, I'm Feeling Fiery and KSY, which are nice horses around this area. Um, I think uh, it looks a class horse for mine. I think $485 looks good value. And I could also say one number five, Sarah Ann, which is also a um, very nice horse. Last start went, uh, went to Melton. It was fifth. Uh, it was only $4.80 against Radius and Hayden Brannock, and that's a lot better form than this. And prior to that, it beat BK Sky again, and uh, it did win at Cobram, uh, coming home in 55.9 there. So I think those two are the class horses in this race, and I think the $2.40, even though it's been back to number three, threes into $2.40, I'm taking it on. I think it's under. So I'm going with number seven with a favour on number five in race seven there at Wagga. Then we're going to move on to race eight, and it's the fast, the fast class race here, and there's a couple of really nice horses in here. My Ultimate Handy and Bosch from the Hewitt Stable. Bosch has won three from four and been super impressive. But the map looks against it here. And I'm going to go with number four, My Ultimate Handy, around the $2.10 mark. I can't see how it doesn't win this race at least 50% of the time. I'm going back to its run at Wagga here. Five starts there where it led and won in the 152.4 and got on in 55 flat. Now, Bosch hasn't shown gate speed out of... Uh, so far, well, not not tremendous gate speed enough to think that I can that it can cross it. So I just don't see how it can it can give away that kind of start if my ultimate Andy can go 55 coming home. So at two dollars ten, I'm happy to bet that one of these two horses probably win 50 percent of the time. The rest of them, uh, there is some other nice horses here, but I think that is value race eight number four, my ultimate Andy. And then we're going to go to Royal Newcastle, race six. Number three, Rockley Ruler. We've been on it a few times. It's been, it just got caught for us uh, on the line. Two starts to go, but this looks a better than night there for mine. It's it's the class horse. It looks the leader. Mitch Chapel Stable is going well. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, two starts to go. It led, got run down late in 156.3. And then last time it led and got run down by Mel's eight and so had Brandenburg. That was over the longer journey back to the mile tonight. It's, uh, it's down in grade here. The main danger is number 10, C.C. Jones off the back row. Looks bad odds, in my opinion. Number seven does have some gate speed, Mr. Fire, um, when they want to shoot it out. But I just think $2.60 looks good value there, Rockley Rule, and hopefully that's uh, that's my best of the night. All right, so we're going to Wagga. Well, Wagga Wagga, the, the town's so nice, they named it twice. And, of course, Royal Newcastle, which <laughs> unfortunately didn't get the uh, the state of origin on, on Wednesday night. But you got your chance to see it on the Gold Coast. <laughs> Mate, it was good, and uh, it was unbelievable. There was, I'd say, 75-25 support of the Blues on the Gold Coast. And uh, even though it was a dead rubber, it, it didn't feel like one, and it was an exciting game. And uh, like I said, it just gives the and a little bit of confidence going to next year, and we'll get the nice odds again. Yeah, when, when Nathan Cleary comes back. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right, when yeah. the real team comes back, that's, not the B-graders. Yeah, not that's right. That's right. half <laughs> Exactly. My, my wife is looking at me right now. Yeah. Just, uh, get those, get those Panthers back in there. Well, <laughs> All right, mate. Thanks for your time. Team. We'll speak to you next week. Thanks, BK. See you, boys. Have a good weekend. All right. Uh, there we go. Uh, BK, uh, good, good form last week. $7 winner. Good form. And you just got to love the way he dissects a race. Yeah. He just doesn't gravitate straight towards yeah. the odds on. He looks for some value, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. Mate, congratulations again for last week. Another Thank you. group one. Thank you. See you on the team. Another one. Congratulations. It was a big celebration. It was a big thrill. Yeah, and uh, we're back at it again tonight with the Botra Cup and also the Shandong. So hopefully we see everyone out there tonight. And Christmas in July. 
Yes. Big crowd over the next couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, mate, thanks for your time again, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. And for everyone else, it's uh, bye for now. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.